following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. This is what was supposed to be the super show. It was supposed to be... Your, yours truly, EZD, the Statman, Austin, and then Big Diesel and T-Wave. And Big Diesel is admittedly under the weather, and he has taken his bashing from me privately, and that'll be the end of that. T-Wave, on the other hand, MIA, missing in action, no idea where he is. Texted the old GF, which isn't the move. I don't text GFs to find out where people are, but I had to. We had this on the plans, we had it in the works. We are down two men, but my main man, Austin. What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? Oh, we are here. We are doing it. Yes, sir. I got two big vacant chairs to my right, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna press on. We're gonna get pretty good done. Yeah, they're both getting dunce capses. Capses? Capses? Cap cap I. Cap I. Cap I. Cap I. Right, yes. Um yeah, I, we might have to put them on the suck list for this. Oh my goodness. So we have yeah. taken this now to another level. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more irritated I am. So we're gonna start talking about other stuff. Uh it is Super Bowl week. Um with this weird, awkward week off in between the conference championships and the Super Bowl for a Pro Bowl that was simmed on Madden? I was just going to say, you didn't mark? watch the Madden Bowl? I mean, no. that's must-see TV right there. I don't know how you ignore that. So, I, I don't even know what it was. Like, did they sim? Like, did they put the players on the rosters and let Madden just play it off without anybody playing? No, like, no, they they played. They had guys, like, like in a Zoom okay, call. Okay, because I, faces. I saw that. Right. I saw it was like a, a network Twitch thing, and I saw the... Uh, I saw that, um, you know, like Snoop Dogg was involved, Marshawn Lynch was involved. There, like people playing, right. and like it was from what I saw one on one. But there was a team of four, so like each person got a quarter or something. I don't know, but it was ugly. The two second clip I saw was not pretty. I mean, here we are in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. That's <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know, and like I just I don't care about you play. Like it would have been funner for me if you would have just televised Madden like. Like, nobody playing, just let Madden run and let Madden figure out who would have won that game. Right. Like They do that with the, the Sims for the Super Bowl. I'm sure they've done that a hundred times. Like, oh, based on Madden simulations, uh, the Bucks have won this one 60 out of a hundred times. Oh, okay. Right, and like, I don't, even, I don't even care to do that. Like, play it once. Like, just set the lineups and play it once. Right. And let the computer do everything for everybody. Because, like, it, you're not going to tell me that one team is better than the other when, like, you can take a garbage team in Madden and beat me because you know how to play Madden better than me. Like right. that's like I watched I don't even know who had the controller, but like in that one minute clip I watched, they like pitched the ball to no one twice on two consecutive kickoffs. You gotta be real careful with that lateral button. If there's nobody near you, you just throw it to air. I don't even know what button it is and I play Madden. So that's how irrelevant the pitch button is. But there's been a lot of hap, a lot of haps, a lot of happening. Last time we were here, and it wasn't we, it was me and Big Diesel when he wasn't feeling, you know, so crappy. We talked hockey because there was nothing to talk about because we didn't want to talk about the Bills game. And we're not going to talk about the Bills game now. We're not going to talk about the conference championships because fuck Tom Brady and go Bills. But so we talked hockey. We 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 put our tits on ice, which maybe might explain why Big Diesel doesn't feel so good because he keeps putting his tits on ice. 
I mean, like pneumonia's a thing, man. Seriously, it's, it's a real thing. Especially in the the day and age, you can't be getting pneumonia. It's You're gonna, gonna be like get nine COVID degrees on a Sunday. It's gonna be terrible. Don't do that. Fucking burr. But here we are, leading into the biggest game of the year, and I don't know if I don't care as much as I normally do because of how close the Bills got and they're not there. I don't care. I don't know if I don't care because I don't know who I want to lose because fuck Tom Brady and I don't want the Chiefs to win another one. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Uh, my moral football compass has been broken. on its head. Yeah, it's I don't broken. Know what to do. Because somewhere deep down, I, so, just way deep down, somebody's going, go Tom Brady, fuck you, Pat Mahomes. Do you know what I mean? I don't know where that's coming from. Right. I've never had that happen in two decades of being a Bills fan and watching us lose to the Patriots. But uh, somewhere very deep down, I do not want the Chiefs to win this game. And yet, that means I have to, at some level, cheer, cheer for, for Tom, Brady. Tom Brady. And I don't know how I feel about and this. And we'll, we'll cover that more later in the episode. But what we're going to start with is some of the wild times that are starting already. And it started with the coaching hunt. This like the coaching like carousel. the coolest off-seasons in a long time. Yeah. Usually it's so uneventful. There's like two free agents that people want. And once they're gone, it's just a little... Yeah, everything else is can Right, exactly. Whatever. And it's just beginning. Like, so it started with the coaching carousel. It started with vacancies at like what seven different teams. It was a lot. And I think like twenty five percent of the NFL yeah. needed a head coach. And everyone has hired out the some of the big surprises where Brian Dable is remaining with the Bills as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's as surprising that Leslie Frazier didn't get offered a job, but um, I was surprised that he was getting offered a job to begin with. So I don't know right. if it was surprising, not surprising that he got offered it. Or, or interviewed for it and then did not get it. Uh, the uh, the big surprise to everybody is the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, whose name I'm blanking on. Eric uh, Bellamy? Benny? Yeah, B- uh, Bellamy. There you go. Yeah, Bellamy? 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 Bell- that sounds right. Yeah. Get it, he, like, he did not get a job, and he was people's like front runner for like specifically Houston. And everyone got hired out. Everyone landed where they landed or didn't land in some cases. Um and the big news that came from all of it was Deshaun Watson looked at is looking at the Houston Texans going, fuck you, trade me. Which doesn't happen very often from a all-pro quarterback who's no. 25 years old. I mean, he's got multiple Pro Bowls to his record already. And there's, there, there's something to be said here because how much do you want a player to dictate your front office? I mean, I don't know if I want him to dictate everything we do here, but I think when he's your franchise quarterback and he's the guy who's going out there and kind of getting it done, team captain, highest paid player, I think he deserves a seat at the table. I don't think you need to give him the head spot. I don't think you have to listen to everything he says, but I think you need to go, hey, are you okay with this guy if we bring him in? You got to run it past him maybe. Yeah, and I I, I want to know, is it, a, is it an issue of he's mad because – they didn't ask his opinion or because they didn't listen to his opinion. Cause those are two different things. Correct. No, like, 100%. like if, if I look at you and say, I like, listen, I'm playing for you. I would like to know that like I have some kind of voice. Right. Is different than this is the guy I want here or I'm out. I mean, I, I think a lot of that in business and sports in you know, a lot of aspects of life is making your subordinates or the people you work for 
Um, feel valued. Right, right. They, they, at least, if nothing else, they feel heard. They didn't feel like you just blew them off and, and shuffled them away and said, yeah, well, when I get to it, I get to it. You know what I mean? It's That's what people leave. And here we are. Well, and so I'm, I'm probably one of the bigger Deshaun Watson fans. And I will tell you, I say that from a, I am a Deshaun Watson fan of his talent, for sure. I I believe he may be the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I think he, he may not that. do certain things better than certain people. Like, he may not be able to outthrow Allen or Mahomes. Um, he, he's not faster than Lamar. He's not faster or, than right. Lamar or Kyler or Russell. But I think overall... He can do everything those guys can do. His escapability and everything is up there with all of them. Mm-hmm. And I think he reads defenses better than all of them, which it's, I think puts him ahead of the game. He's he's a very good quarterback. He's very good. And I agree with you that there's there's not like lightning arm strength. It's not like the ball comes out of his hand and you go, God, he's got an arm. That's not really something that ever gets said. But like you just mentioned, it's the ball gets where it needs to go accurately. I mean, time, we, and that's all you can ask for. It's, we just watched this man... Put up insane numbers with nobody at wide receiver. I know. Will, Will and Furlow no, was the best guy, and he missed half the season again. Right, missed uh, half the uh, season yeah. again. And this time, it's not because he got hurt; it's because he was using PEDs to not get hurt. Right. And then so he, Randall Cobb was their top guy for a uh, second. Randall Cobb, Kiki uh, Cutie, or whatever. Wasn't wasn't right? Cooks there too? Maybe somebody. Uh, hold oh, on. Oh yeah, but again, but missed time. But right. I mean, thing. and and no running game because you know remember that trade where they got a running back. That running back may have well may as well have been a bag of deflated footballs. Yeah. So and Duke Johnson, what are you talking about? He's unbelievable. No, he's not. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Like so, we're talking about a dude who put up big numbers with nothing around him, and kept them in games, won a few games with them with nothing, in not an easy division. I mean, the, the division's tough, and I and I think their defense plays a lot in that as well. I mean, not to take focus off of him. No. But is, is football is the ultimate team sport, and out of the 22 starters that you might have, 11 of them really weren't pulling their weight. I think right. statistically the Texans were highest in snaps played. They could never get off the field. I'm sure they were gassed constantly. They yeah. just um, they were ranked towards the bottom in almost every defensive category you could be ranked in. That's well, and, and now there's rumor, there's rumor coming out that they – um, obviously the, there's talk that they're moving on from J.J. Watt, which I'm not going to lie to you, if I'm on a rebuild, which God knows what they're, I don't know what they're going to rebuild with until right. a potential trade goes through, which we'll get to in a second. But we're talking about like, if I'm going to try to rebuild, I want a dude like J.J. Watt to be there and mentor my young team. But what are they doing? They're like, he has come out and said he would rather be cut than traded. So it's easier for him to test the market and go to a contender because he wants to compete for a Super Bowl. Right. And this is everybody. That's the main reason you're in this game. Right? Yeah, so I mean, you know, he's gotten paid. He he wants to win it now. So but he doesn't need any more money. Right. But like, <laughs> he's good. He he's probably willing to sign a contract for less money. So, you know, he he carries a pretty decent contract as it is. Mm-hmm. The only thing that that's gonna do is it's not gonna help the Texans with the rebuild because they're not going to get any assets in return for losing their all-pro right. edge rusher. But they're willing to do it as a, sorry, we fucking wasted your time. Yeah, I mean, doing right by your players, I mean, it only gets you so far. I mean, players are traded and moved and 
Right. You on the, I mean? It on, happens all the time. And... On the other end, you could always end up dealing with the Antonio Brown, LeVon Bell situation of I'm like, let me go or trade me. No, okay, then I'm not playing. Right. Well, great, you're not eating my salary, but you didn't get anything for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And if and Melvin Gordon held out last year, I mean, it was a whole thing. Which we're, we're seeing more and more. The holdout is less and less effective every year. I feel like a couple of truly elite people did it, and when the, the top guy at your position does it, it's different than when the seventh guy at the position does it. It's or, when you're the best, it's one thing. Or when your position doesn't necessarily hold the weight that it used to. And I mean, when we can make the case that of running backs. the case of running backs, you know, Levon Bell, it could arguably have been in that top of his class conversation, mm-hmm. held out, and the Steelers went, "Okay, thanks for saving us money." Right. Like, I did find it ironic though that they were going to trade for him when he was when the Jets were looking to move him. Because they offered him like eighty million dollars, and then the Jets offered him like fifty, and he had to take it because it was like the only offer on the table. And the Steelers were like, "Huh, that's like twenty or thirty million less than what we were going to pay you. We'll just trade back for it because it." Yeah, well, th- thanks for the discount. Right, we'll get the player we wanted originally <laughs> at thirty million dollars less. So that worked out. Yeah, that's. Uh, it, it's definitely interestingly. Like I, I think it loses its weight, but you know, especially, you know, you're not a quarterback. Like, do I want, do I want, like, at some point you got to look at it and say, like, eh, we should just walk away from each other. And that's like, usually where the Mutually parting stops. ways. You're not a quarterback. And that's the end of the discussion. Like, right. That's pretty much where we end up. At bare minimum, that should be the end of the conversation. Right. Um, but, so, you know, you're starting to see that down there in, in Houston. And now the trades that are in the conversation, obviously, like we just said, J.J. Watt is said he would rather be cut or released, we'll say, than... Traded, so he can kind of pick and choose where he goes and for how much and so on and so forth. But Watson is not in that boat. Watson is basically saying, trade me. And there's a lot to this. Um, So his signing bonus has been paid. And I believe he shakes out from what I heard from and what I've seen to about $30 million a year. And this was the big news until the Rams traded Jared Goff and what I believe two first round picks. Oh yeah, to the Lions for Matt, for Matt Stafford. Stafford. Yeah. Now, in my opinion, Matt Stafford's a stud. Matt Stafford has been a very good quarterback on a very bad team his entire career. And you, yeah, oh, he played with Megatron. He played with Megatron, and that was it. He, he had some talent here and there, but the Lions were just the epitome of not being able to put it all together simultaneously. Some years their defense was really good. Some years their wide receivers were really good. And like a year their running back was good. And then, then nothing the other 11 years he was in the league. And, right. And he's like, the consistent part of that has been Matt Stafford has put up numbers. Right. So this 100% to me felt like a win it now move. Oh, 100%. This is, this is the LA, Rams right. kick at the can yep. before they lose everybody to the cap. Correct. You know what I thought was funny, though, is that they, they traded two first-round picks to get Jared Goff first overall and then traded two first-round picks to get rid of Jared Goff. I don't I don't think that that's ever happened in that history that there were four first-round picks involved in well, a single player. And let's talk about the insane value that quarterbacks are currently getting. Mm-hmm. 
I can trade you my quarterback and almost be guaranteed as long as he's got two arms, two legs, and is serviceable to get at least a first rounder out of him. Right. Okay. I mean, Sam Bradford a couple years ago. I mean, twice. (laughs) Twice. Who's paying Sam Bradford and why? Because he had a good college career? Come on. Yep. Until that guy from Texas landed on him and it didn't end so great. Over. Right. But I mean, that's, I listened to the market. We'll pay you what the market's going to pay you. It's no whatever somebody's whether you earn it. I didn't think that Joe Flacco deserved to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. At one point, he was though. I mean, Joe Flacco's like, elite liar. <laughs> I mean, listen. There's something to be said about cashing in and winning a Super Bowl in a contract year. Like that's Absolutely. the dream. That's the dream. Absolutely. If he, went, if he won four games, his contract would have been a little different. But he won the Super Bowl. In a contract year. I mean, that's what everybody's hoping to do. He actually did it. And like, when I saw the trade, first off, I, I laughed at one thing. And I I put, I put created a meme and I put it on our social media. And it was the... I put Jared Goff's face on Ralph Wiggum in the chuckles, I'm in danger <laughs> meme. Because it, with the idea of Jared Goff looking through Matt Stafford's injury history in Detroit. Right. Like, that dude got the shit kicked out of him. Regularly. Like, at one point, like, didn't he, like, break his back or his neck or something? Um, I think it was more of a vertebrae yeah, thing. Yeah, it's still had. part of your back. Yeah, lower. Well, yeah, but not, like, your neck. Lower, right. I think, yeah. Lumbar support. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Got to, got to support the lumbar. As soon as he hits a posturpedic, he was right, basically right back at it. You know, little, little back brace. I don't know. I don't make the rules. But, so, we're watching this dude get the shit kicked out of him. And now he goes to a team that is... Kind of close. I mean, they were the best, one of it, they were what the the number two or number three defense in the league this year. Uh, maybe number I, one. I think number one. Yeah, I think number one. And I mean, aside from maybe some cap issues, that's not going to really change. You know what? Like they, they looked like they were set for the longest time with Todd Gurley's unbelievable. Jared Goff's only twenty four or five, whatever. You know what I mean? And now neither one of those players play for them anymore. And Cooks is gone. And they've had some changeover. Don't get me wrong. They still have Robert Woods, and who I believe might be a free agent this year. No, I think he's got at least one year. One year. Left, yeah. So they got Woods. They got Cooper Cup. Oh yeah. And that's a good one-two punch. Yep. I mean, um, they, they got Higby. They, I mean, they just drafted Cam Akers, so it's not like they have no weapons. Right. I mean, it's certainly I think the most talented team that Stafford has ever played. On. Without question. But I think at this point in his career, and I forget who I was listening to, it might be um, Coward, um, that he just said. At some point, he goes, it's got to be on Matt Stafford. So not to be, uh, uh, well, a hater, as the kids say, or be a naysayer about it. But, like, you know how many times that Matt Stafford won his division? None. How, how, how I mean, Mitchell Trubisky has won the division. Yeah. Uh, Cousins. Has won the, Teddy Bridgewater has won the division. Matt, but, I mean, so we talk about these teams and what a quarterback Stafford is and how they got two first-round picks for him and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, like, okay, so take Aaron Rodgers out of it. Okay, you couldn't beat A-Rod. I get it. Who can? There are a lot of right. people who can't beat Aaron Rodgers. Even if you took the Packers out of it, there are other what I think many people would consider far less talented quarterbacks who have won that division and Matthew Stafford never has. Right. I mean, at some point it's – you got to win football games, and that's just it. I don't care how many yards you pass for, 5,000, oh, great. You win the division? Nope. Win a playoff game? Nope. All right, it was useless. You didn't right. do anything. And, that, and those are the big knocks is that he's never taken the division, and he's never 
<clears throat> was he never took the division and he never he, he's over three in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that's the I don't want to say quite Philip Rivers, but kind of the Philip Rivers of that. Like he just never won the big game. Right. He was apparently good yeah. fantasy wise. I'll take him every time. Yeah. Like, I got no issue taking him as my fantasy quarterback. And the other side of that is the. Like with Philip Rivers, he was notoriously dangerous in in wild card rounds. Mm-hmm. Like his his issue was the divisional round. Ah, Stafford is zero for three in the wild card because he's never won a division, so he's never shot at a bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what that's done is first off, before that was said, before that deal was even on anyone's radar, people thought that might have been the deal for Watson. A quarterback, like, couple of firsts. Yeah, and and then it came out that he is valued by an independent research scouting company or some bullshit. How do I get that job? No kidding. <laughs> you have it. We just don't get paid. Yeah, right. There you go. So, congratulations, <laughs> man. We're there. We're doing it. We made it. We're literally doing it right now. All right. Um. So he was basically valued. Watson was valued at three firsts, a quarterback. Plus other draft capital late round. And I that's that insane that's, to me. I heard that that's basically what Houston was offering. That they wanted three first round picks, a quarterback back, and two defensive starters. Well, I don't that's care which defensive starter. That's that that's what that's what's come out now recently is mm-hmm. um, a quarterback. I believe they said two, possibly three first round picks, depending upon the picks. Right. And then two young defensive starters. And people look at that and like. At one point, there were four teams that were closely tied to in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and three of them were in the AFC East. Yep, don't like it. And then everyone looked at it and went, Bill Belichick is not giving up that kind of draft capital for anybody. We're talking about a man who paid a fifth-round pick for for Randy uh, Randy Moss, a third-round pick for Wes Welker. He's not giving up the next three drafts because they don't have multiple first-round picks. They never do. Right. So... Uh, he's not giving up the next three route, next three drafts. Young studs on his defense, which he feasts on and then sells them for high. Right. And, oh, I don't have a quarterback to give you because Cam Newton sucks. And Cam Jared Stidham is a free agent. And Jared Stidham couldn't beat Cam Newton out. And that's my quarterbacks. They're tanking for next year. Right. That's what I heard. Right. Houston, Houston lost to lose every game this upcoming season so they can just put this in the rearview mirror. So they like that's I, I just don't I, I don't see New England doing it, but then you look and you say, oh here's the Jets, and you're talking about moving Darnold, and then picks and defensive starters, and then they're talking about the Dolphins doing the same thing, but with Tua, and the Dolphins are easily the the most appetizing trade destination. For both teams. Sure. They get an automatic upgraded quarterback over both guys they had starting last year. Mm-hmm. And it makes them almost immediate contenders. More so than they were last year. Not right. And then the the, the Texans get back their pick that they should have this year. <laughs> right. They get the mid they get the mid round pick from the Dolphins and then next year's pick for the Dolphins on top of it. Oh, and they get Tua and two defensive young defensive stars, which the Dolphins are loaded with. Right. 
I'm good with either one of those moves happening in the AFC East. Because, yes, you get a good quarterback that I have to worry about, but you cripple your rebuild immediately in doing so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting talking point. I can certainly understand why Watson wants to go to Miami. I mean, it's, it's great. Brian Flores did a great it's job down great, there. Yep, it's strong coaching candidate. It's uh, ownerships, you know, at least steady. They're not yeah. in flux or anything else like that. The team's not in peril. Um, but I don't know. As a Bills fan, uh, I mean... I will deal with the least amount of elite quarterbacks as I possibly I don't, can. You know what I, I mean? don't it's, disagree. I'm not saying it's not the most likely place that he will go, but me wanting it to happen would be a different conversation. I mean, I, again, I'm good with it because this, this type of move, like we just talked about with Stafford, is a win-it-now move. You are a quarterback away mm-hmm. from winning the whole damn thing. If you're not, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. The mm-hmm. Bears did it with Khalil Mack. Yep. You you sold the farm for one dude, and that one dude didn't take you to the promised land. Hey, they won the division more than Matt Stafford. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that one time. Awesome. You, the trade was a bust. You lost. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and not that the Raiders have done any better. Right. So, like, those draft picks could that's have a been... a trade where nobody wins. Yeah, that's just a lateral move and a lot of money spent. That's the Oakland Raiders still taking these speed demon receivers that... Never pan out because they're speed demon receivers. And right. someday they'll learn. I don't know when that day will be, but apparently it's not soon. Well, they're trying to just fill their whole team with Tyreek Hill, but there's only one of those. I And I've never understood that. The people keep drafting these little guys like they're going to find I mean, don't be wrong. Maybe someday, yeah, you'll hit it and he'll be that guy. But if I'm looking for a guy, it's... I'd much rather find the Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins guy. Like, I'd rather find those guys at 6'2", six, 6'4", two, sure. six, 225 pounds than hope that a five foot nine, hundred and eighty five pound speedster holds up somehow in the NFL. It's right, and I mean, again, we're talking about when we're talking about Tyreek Hill, we're talking about absolutely ungodly elite speed. Oh, and he's a physical player. Right, he's not just fast. Yep. So he'll he can fight you for a ball. Yeah, he'll 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 come he'll underneath. Fight you, period. Yeah, he'll he'll come underneath. He'll go he'll go up for a ball on a slant, come down and fight for ten extra yards if you're lucky enough to have a hand on him when he catches it. Right. Like he's different. He's built different. I I don't really like him to be honest with you. I think he's kind of a douche. However, accurate. You know, he's a hell of a football player. You guys say you can be a douche and be talented. That for the NFL is filled with those guys. Sure is. So you know we're. Like when you're making that that one big move, the the team that would scare me, like legitimately, like son of a bitch, we have to play them, scare me, would be going to a team like the Ravens, who I don't believe have any of the capital needed to make this move. Right. Plus, they have Lamar, so they're not going to. Right. But if they did, I don't want to play that team. Well, because Watson actual... automatically makes them a Super Bowl contender. Not just a contender, yeah. a I'm going to win the damn Super Bowl. I'll at least be in the game yep. contender. I mean, that's an AAC thing, too. I mean, really, I think San Fran's another one of those. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense that it, they get their defensive studs back. They lost last year because of injury. And having Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Shanahan running their offense, uh, that's incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Shanahan keeps going to the Super Bowl and he's, I mean, Maybe Matt Ryan, but I think you can make an argument that Watson is more dynamic and yes. a better playmaker than Matt Ryan is. Yeah, Matt Ryan is the last of an of a 
old style of player right. that stand in the pocket and pick you apart quarterback. Yep. Now, there's quarterbacks that can do all that stuff, but they can move. Right. It doesn't look like they're running quicksand. Yes. Matt Ryan in water? No. Oh, you know, he's <laughs> no, just no, that's, that that's just that's, him. That's, that's him running. It looks like me trying to take off there. So all of this leads us to, which you brought up San Francisco, there have been ties to a blockbuster trade that could involve some combination of an insane amount of draft picks. Trade speculation, my favorite. Oh, God. Insane amount of draft picks. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Deshaun Watson. Whether they're tied together in the same trade or multiple trades happen and multiple people move. But there is rumor that there is... A, like that the Raiders will move on from Derek Carr in doing so, and the Stafford trade opened the door for this, that they would get two first-round picks for Derek Carr and in turn package those two with two other first-round picks to get Deshaun Watson to Vegas. What the fuck is going on in the NFL right now? It's awesome. It's awesome. These are I do this stuff in Madden all the time, but it never happens in real life. No this kidding. Way better. Way better. I mean, but I, that, that'll set a new benchmark for any player going forward. And really, this is a new benchmark because nobody, we talked about it earlier, nobody at the age of 25 who's an all-pro with multiple Pro Bowls under their belt and is, and it was the, I mean, the number The face one, of a franchise. Right. And, one of two. Yep. To get traded. That doesn't happen. Not just get traded, but to flat out say, fuck you, I'm done. Like, and it, it was rumored that he said that after they hired the GM, that the, the coaching hire wasn't going to matter. That it was just flat out. I mean, I think that really, I, th- I, I think, you know, they say hell had no fury like a woman scorned. Or apparently a quarterback scorned is going to be the new saying. I think Aaron Rodgers and Watson have a lot of similarities in how currently pissed they are at their respective organizations. That Rodgers and Watson want their ownership and their GMs to stop screwing around to like one time, just just go all in. Yeah. Just like just go get it. Stop trading guys like DeAndre Hopkins. Stop. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like Aaron Rodgers was like, hey, just one time, just trade a first round pick. God, like well, Buffalo, go get Stephon Diggs. What would Green Bay's offense have been like with Devontae Adams on one side and, and Stephon, Stephon Diggs, Diggs on, on the, the other side? Like what they? I mean, I they might be in the Super Bowl. It might not have been the Bucks, but I mean, instead they they went and they drafted a they traded up to draft, draft a, quarterback a quarterback who couldn't even win their backup job. Right, who is a developmental guy at best. Then you look at what all these first round pick receivers done. I mean, Brandon Ayuk could have been unbelievable. Jefferson from Minnesota would have been unbelievable. There's so and many he's guys. in div- and oh, and he's in your division, uh, right? And you're just watching him break Anquan Bolden's rookie records and all this other nonsense, and you're like, huh? How's how's the third string quarterback going? I, like, what a waste! And I think that just pissed him off. I mean, I get the I get the AJ Dillon thing. People go, oh, well, you had Aaron Jones. Okay, well, at some point you do have to plan for the future. They knew that they were going to be approximately $30 million over the cap, and you've got an all-pro center to resign. Are you going to be able to give $80 million to Aaron Jones? Probably not. Right. So you drafted his replacement. That's not the point. It's I asked you to give me some help to do something. Just one time in my 17-year career, go all in and say, this year's the year. Yep. Let's just go for it. 
No, we're gonna draft a replacement. Never mind. And I think he was. I think Aaron Rodgers is literally still to this day going, "Fuck you guys." I don't understand. <laughs> like, well, like, are you guys kidding me? Right? Yeah. Now? And like, reports came out like after the draft, like after the pick, and I, I you know, heard it on on the radio, heard it on ESPN, that there were rumors abound that Rodgers was pissed about the pick, and then it came out that like. No, he's going to be a team player. He's going to do yeah. what he needs to do, blah, blah, blah. His marketing guy got a hold of him. He's like, dude, you got a grin and bear this. <laughs> well, and then, smile through. and then all season long, it looked good. Right. Aaron Rodgers was having an MVP year. Aaron Rodgers was playing well. Aaron Rodgers was making Devontae Adams and everybody else look really good. And oh, Robert Tunyon. And, and then they lost right. in the playoffs. They mm-hmm. didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, the rumors come out. That Aaron Rodgers is less than happy with Green Bay management. Not quite thrilled. And everyone playing the home game went, well, really, anybody who's paying attention went, we know, he was right. pissed at the draft. Yeah. <laughs> and this was why. Like, that that didn't go away. You know, he was a professional. He went out there and did his job, which yep. was, you know, throw for 48 touchdowns. Come, he sniffed the Peyton Manning single season record. Not yeah. that, I mean, he's seven more or seven more, but. Well, listen, and maybe, maybe, if you have that extra weapon, right, that equates to seven more. Right. Who knows? I, I mean, again, I, I simply look at what Justin Jefferson did in Minnesota with Adam Thielen on the other side of him, and like, if you're gonna triple team Devontae Adams, which didn't work, I you could put five guys on him, and he still was catching balls. Yeah. You're you're gonna just leave one guy on Jefferson. Oh, okay. He had like 103, 103 catches for fifteen hundred yards. Like he would, I would imagine he would have had more because Rodgers is just better than Kirk Cousins. I don't yes. Think anybody's thinking that's not possible, and he just would have eaten. I don't mm-hmm. know what the rookie record currently is. It's fifteen something, but I feel like it could have been more. Yeah, like it just could have been more. And we're talking about a dude who, like, people in Buffalo are saying, like, yeah, you like they got him because of the trade we made. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know if Justin Jefferson does that in Buffalo because he's not a number one receiver yet. Correct. He did that on the other side of a number one receiver. Right. He's not. Well, it's Juju Smith-Suster. The people are like, oh, he's unbelievable. Listen, when Antonio Brown gets all the attention all the time and then you have to worry about Le'Veon Bell, okay, I'm like the fifth guy that anybody's paying attention to. So the, the other team went, you know what, if Juju beats us, I'm kind of okay with it as long as it's not Bell or Brown. I yeah, like because because of, because if Bell or Brown beats you, they look at you and say, "What was your game plan?" Yeah, right. Seriously, what did you do the entire week leading up to that game? Well, we really thought this Juju guy was going to beat us, so he stopped paying attention <laughs> yeah, to the two. Right. And Antonio we, Brown went we had a great we fifteen had, for one fifty and three I, scores. Oh, okay. I've heard this, and I it, it's the last time every it, this comes up every episode. This is Pete Carroll going, Pete. The Bills just threw for almost 500 yards on you. What happened? Well, we had a great game plan if they decided to run the football. Right. So you watched every game leading up to yours and went, they're totally going to run. Right. They look like they're really trying to put some emphasis on the ground game. You know, and that's – it's just – there's so there's so much here. There's so much to unpack. We are 35 minutes into this episode, and we haven't talked the Super Bowl much. So we're going to get there. Um, Super Bowl. I thought you said soup or bowl. How do you have soup without a bowl? I don't know. I'm at this. Oh, listen, I, if, I thought we were going to be addressing this during the podcast. If if one of if one of our other uh, one of our, one of our other two hosts was here, there that, that that would mean something totally different. They could but, have answered that question. Yeah, they. I, I want soup when I'm done with my bowl. I'm a '90s kid, so that little boy meets world flashback. Right <laughs> soup or bowl? 
So, okay, fine. Bowl. I, what do you, I don't know what you're saying. Well, are we going bowling? Right. No, no, we're not. I would say we should set up a hats, tats, and tats bowling trip, but then nobody would come. Specifically I, those two. I think I'm going to have fun every time I go bowling. I'm wrong every single time. Yeah, and then my arm hurts for a week. <laughs> right. Cause, cause you don't my, have to grab a 16-pound ball, man. You can my fingers don't fit the other ball. ones. You can take a normal one. You but, can just palm it. You can't tell me your meat hooks don't just grab a, a, it's less fun a normal-sized ball. No uh, fun. No fun. We'll uh, put the bumpers up. That'll be fine. Not that see that that would I would right, have a good right? time exactly so um, it, it's going to be wild to see where this whole trade thing shakes out with the cap potentially lowering it's going to be interesting to see contracts getting restructured guys potentially getting cut who normally wouldn't because like yep. you're just a burden on my cap um, it's going to be a wild off season uh, it, super the, the, looking forward to it the draft is going to be interesting I, seeing these first round draft picks fly around makes me say like makes me believe that these GMs and coaches don't have a ton of faith in their scouting from this past year because what did you really watch? Correct. Well, who opted out and who was affected? So you opted in, but you're all pro left tackle or, you know, all NCAA left tackle right. opted out and you struggled. Well, all right. You know what I mean? So yeah, or you're, kind of you, you, went, you went to college, you went to a college that only played six games, got a national championship playoff berth and got dis fucking mantled in it. But you played one good game and people were talking about you like your court like you as a quarterback jumping. Like and and like and like and like jumping the guy who everyone believes Mm -hmm. should be the first overall pick. Like I don't think these guys have a ton of faith. So they're like, you know what, I would one hundred percent package this year's and maybe even next year's draft picks to get established players because I know what I'm getting them. You know what the thing is too, and and I think I think it's a lot of that, and I think because of that, um, I've sat down and looked in the past, and just on any given draft year, not every draft year, it's not written it written in blood on a tablet somewhere, but for the most part, only fifty percent of first round picks would hit, and what I mean by hit is become a starter. I don't mean a Pro Bowler. I don't mean somebody who right Re- stay and remain relevant right. in the league. Maybe you get a second contract, you come relevant. The other half are like. Out of the league before their rookie contract is expired, like they just they don't have it. They don't, it doesn't get cut. Yeah, and that drops by fifty percent every round going after that. So about sixteen players in the first round, eight players in the second round, and it goes down four in the third round, and it goes down from there. So your seventh round pick, if the guy makes your roster and you draft him in the seventh round, it's you, good. Right, you win. Right, he's basically a special teamer. It's uh, you know what I mean. You know what you know what's interesting is you could potentially see some of these smaller colleges or smaller conferences who maybe played more of a full season getting ooh excuse me getting a legitimate NFL look because they played they played right I I don't know it's going to be interesting but I th- I think that's why you're seeing a lot of trade a lot of draft picks for the next two years fly around and and I think you're going to see more. Uh, I think it's going to be a big year for trades. I mean, there's going to be ones that happen that we haven't even right. th- that we don't even know about. Well, that's and, and that's really what I, what I was alluding to is that you at best already only have a fifty percent shot at getting a starter, right. some guy who's going to help you, and that's with your scouting on your best year, the full slate of college games, and and all your scouts out there. Nobody had to watch anybody on video or remote from Zoom, or you had guys at the pro days in like standing right next to these guys. And it's still only fifty percent. Right. So with all the information you could gather on this earth, fifty. Yeah. Flip, flip a coin. coin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. 
flip a coin. And now it's, well, screw this. I, this, I don't trust my first round pick at all. What do you give me for yeah. that first round pick? Yeah, listen, I and if I'm another team and I'm on a rebuild, like, give me all the first yeah, round right, picks. Yeah, right, I'll, I'll listen, take my shots in the dark. Listen, I'll flip my coin. I'll get eight starters out of it, and thanks. <laughs> <laughs> listen, unless you're like the Jets, then you're going to get no starters out of it. That's uh, a whole thing. That franchise. So that's going to that's gonna wrap up our uh, our our just non, – Non-Super Bowl, yeah. Not our non-Super Bowl part of this. Uh, yeah, so – we got the Bucks and fuck Tom Brady, and we got the Chiefs and you know fuck Pat Mahomes because I think that's where we are. I, we live in Buffalo. That's where we are. I mean, and I, I I would be torn on this regardless because like, do I want to say, well, I got beat by the Super Bowl champs in the conference championship, or do I want to say, well, haha, the team that beat me didn't win, but that means I was another step away from winning it. Right. Like if the Chiefs Chiefs come out here. And they absolutely dismantle the Buccaneers. Right. I'm sitting here saying I'm the second best team in football. Right. Because we could beat the Bucs. That would have been fine. And, I mean, I think we matched up better against the Chiefs than we played. I think we 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 played bad. We played a bad game. Every Everything that hadn't happened for 10, 14 11, weeks yeah, right. happened. Yep. You know, Josh, Josh was pressing. We... Frazier looked lost with his calls. Our offensive play call was confusing as all hell. Our receivers didn't look good. That's a weird day to me. Yep. That, that's an outlier. How, how really not good the Chiefs defense is. Do I think they're a little underrated? Yeah, but they're not great. Our, our offensive line looked lost. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are times that Allen has like legitimately seven, eight seconds, which is two or three times longer than you should be allowed to just stand flat footed. Yeah. Not, not bouncing. Not moving, not, not rolling, rolling in the out. pocket. Just standing still in the pocket. Yeah, going, oh, no. 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 Maybe. He, he got through all no. five of his reads and went eh. back to Diggs, which, whom now after seven seconds is open. Right. <laughs> he finally got him the ball. And now, like, we and, – and you look at some of the, like, the defensive linemen we played. We played Aaron Donald. We played T.J. Watt. We played Bosa. Like, and they – like Bosa had a good game against us. You can't talk about Bosa or Ahmed Barkley. I don't think he's, he still hasn't forgotten that. Listen, I don't can't say I blame him. I mean, he went unblocked. <laughs> I mean, he might be the best defensive end in football, and nobody touched him. Yeah, Ahmed Barkley's like son of a, and he was on the ground, and that was like one of his two snaps on the season where Allen came out. Yeah, and nobody blocked. The, the best part was it, it happened so fast. He saw him, said "son of," and the "o" oh, was him hitting the ground. It was "son of," right? And uh, but I mean. Bosa had a decent day against us, but we also ran plays at him a few times. Right. And that's why he had a good day. But, like, it's not like he was raging our backfield every play. Right. Like, it's not like we had to get rid of the ball in less than two seconds every play. That was what happened against the Chiefs. So, if the Chiefs go out and handle the Bucks like it's nobody's business, I'm sitting here going, fuck you, I'm the, best, I'm the second best team in football this year. If the Bucks come out and kick the piss out of the Chiefs, I go, well, shit, we were that much further yeah, than right. I thought. Yes, yeah. But then I have to say, God damn it, Tom Brady want a fucking another one. And I like Tom Brady is still a system quarterback. It's, it makes I mean, me mad. At this point, though, we're not taking anything away from him. No, uh, it, we're we're past the threshold now where it like doesn't even matter. Yeah, he's going to he be at, in the goat conversation regardless. So right, fuck I it. mean, if he was at four out of five or, or something, you know what I mean? And this was whatever eight years ago. Then you'd be like, I don't want him to have more than Montana, because then that argument changes. Or I don't want him to have more than Terry Bradshaw, because then that right. argument changes. We're, we have he has left everybody else behind. I was a 
staunch Peyton Manning supporter for the GOAT for most of my life, and there's I, there's not any rational argument that I could really make anymore. Um, I don't think I, I, would take I, will, I, will, I will 100% give you the conversation of Peyton Manning was, was and is, to date, the best regular season quarterback that's ever played. I mean, sure. The thing we can debate all day about. That's a whole different episode of. Oh, it, oh, and we will get there. Trust right. me. The, the whole that what Tom Brady does well and what he doesn't do well. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's clutch. He's accurate. But I mean, most accurate quarterback all time? No, he's Drew Brees. Uh, smartest quarterback all time? Nope. I think it's Peyton Manning. Uh, arm strength? Nope. That's probably Aaron Rodgers, John Elway. There's a, a slew yeah, of guys. There's a ton. You know what I mean? Mahomes um, and Allen probably are both in that conversation right now. A- athletically, nope. you know what I mean? You got Mantana, you got Young, you got all these – again, Elway who ran. The guy, it's like he's not the best at any one thing, really. He, he's just really, really good he, at a lot of stuff. Right, and he took care of his body, and he was healthy. And, I mean, laugh at the TV 12 stuff all you want, but he's 43, and the man is still rolling. And yeah, it's and, like he's, he and he's talking – people are talking like, oh, if he wins it, he's retiring. I no, don't know that not, he's not. He's I'd not. Like, I, I think I think he's you know rolling over there in Tampa for three more years of as long as he stays healthy and they can keep up right, and and here's the thing and like here's this is what like this is why it bothers me is if you pay attention to what happened in Tampa this year, they came out slow they came out and weren't playing well they came and oh it takes time it takes time it takes time this was a year of offensive go fuck yourselfness. Like, there were offensive records across the board this year for every team. Every team overproduced offensively from where they were a year ago. Because defenses couldn't prepare. And and they started slow. And what ended up happening? Antonio Brown gets signed. Antonio Brown starts seeing the field. What is Antonio Brown doing? He is giving him an underneath slot route option. Antonio Brown is officially the most athletic slot receiver and the best slot receiver that Tom Brady's ever played with. And he's played with some good ones. And he, yeah. And it's like, not like Edelman and Welker were snubs. No. <laughs> it's just but that like, Antonio Brown could be a Hall of Famer. It's, yeah, if he would get his head out of his ass. Correct. And so here we are with Antonio Brown playing the slot. Not playing the number one receiver like he was in Pittsburgh. Not freezing his feet off like he did in over in uh, Vegas or Oakland at the time, not getting in trouble for, like, I don't know, all the weird stuff he does with women, but playing a slot receiver, going over the middle, giving Tom that short, underneath, athletic, quick guy that's going to get the ball and make a play for him, which then opened up things to Mike Evans more, which then opened up things to Godwin more. Godwin or Goodwin? I always get those two confused. No, it's Godwin. Godwin, right. Goodwin's the fa- like the really the, yeah, Mar- Marquise yeah. who the Bills had yeah. yeah not the Olympian no. the other guy yeah. yeah so like and that opened up the rest of the offense for them because it gave him the part the piece of his system that was missing because Scotty Miller is not that guy Scotty Miller is an incredible deep threat and he he really has come into his own but he's your number four it, I think it like it, like you said it just it does take time Antonio Brown helps things out I think Gronk was very out of shape. Like, oh, we brought Gronkowski into run block. No, you didn't. He was out of shape. And now after this Super Bowl presser where he, he told everybody he was lying to the staff the, and tricking them the entire offseason 
right. about his sprints. Yeah, he was doing sprints while he was winning the 24-7 championship on fucking at WrestleMania. Yeah, right. Sure. Just jumping off the announcement table, and he was just going out back and running sprints. But I mean, for those of you who hadn't heard about that, he he was in charge of uh, running sprints and sending those videos to the Buccaneers coaching staff so they could see that he was getting his conditioning in. And what he did is he just changed his shirt like seven times on a Monday and just ran all these sprints in different color t-shirts and would just send the videos in one a day but didn't do any running on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He did all the running on Monday. Yeah, he got it all in in one day and then said, okay, I'm good for the week. I, I, like, I can't imagine why it took him till week nine to get his conditioning in. Like, well, and I mean, he's... the most gronk thing ever. <laughs> I, I saw something funny. It was somebody, somebody said... Uh, you know, one of these players is at the end of, is at the end of their career and winding down. The other one's coming into his prime and has and has never looked better. And it was Rob Gronkowski, thirty one years old. Travis Kelsey, thirty one years old. And you're like, what? Right. Like, what? However, I digress. Like I said, Tom Brady. Like, if you look at when he was struggling, he was like they were trying to be the deep threat offense that Tom doesn't do well in. Like. When Tom, like Tom's far, far more of a West Coast uh, Tom, short pass, yeah, hands. and he always has been. That's been his mo: is get like take a snap, get it out of your hand. Take a snap, get out of your hand. How has he stayed upright for so long? How has he stayed healthy for so long? By not getting hit. How do you not get hit? Either your offensive line is really damn good, or you get rid of the goddamn football before somebody can touch you. And he did both really well, right? For two decades, right? So I mean, and, and you look at the year that he broke all the records when he had Welker and Moss, and. Dante Stallworth was his number two at the time. Something like that, yeah. And, like, oh, and he had Gronkowski that year, didn't he? Was like It was like a rookie or uh, something? Yeah, I don't know if that was a Hernandez year as well. Right. I think they got both those guys after Moss left, though. Uh, maybe. But, yeah, regardless. Like, he had these weapons, but, what? like, what was it? You had to watch the running game still. You had to watch like, – because even if it wasn't Gronk, it was Ben Watson, mm-hmm. who was no slouch catching the football. Right. Like, oh, and then what would happen? Oh, look, they ran – like hitches, stops, outs, ins, and slants to Welker and guys like that. And then, oh, they hit a stop and go to Welker for 99 yards and a score. Well, it's a 99-yard touchdown pass. He caught it seven yards and how took many, it the rest of the way. How many times did they have fourth and one and it was gun five wide? Yeah. And, and you're you, like, really? No running back, huh? No QB sneak? You're just shotgun, gun five? All right. Right. Or, or you know, that you're, you're in a shotgun with a running back and it's a, a quick fake. And then, oh, look, because you had to respect the run. Moss is wide open down the sideline. Right. Like, but he caught it 15 to 20 yards and took it for 80. Yeah. Like, he's not a deep threat passer. He never has been. And what did you try to do? We have two, we probably have the best one two punch in football as far, especially as far as deep threats goes. And we're going to chuck the ball down the yard. And it didn't work. I mean, he was, he was okay at it for a little while. And they certainly took their shots. Um, Every team has to. Yeah. You have to stretch the field every now and again just yeah. to make them just feel to keep them, thinking about it. Just to keep them back there. Yep. It's like what the Bills trying to do. We're just going to run the ball. We're going to lose two yards. But we have to make you think that we're thinking about it. Right. Because at some point, I'm going to rattle off 15 yards and, be, and you're going to be like, fuck. Got to remember to keep that there. Yeah. One time. And that's what they did. Because every now and again, he hit Moss on that one. He hit Edelman downfield. Edelman didn't catch every ball after five yards. He, right. Some of them he would catch downfield. But, you know, it, but it was one of those things like this year when. They started getting Jones going on the ground, and then they started getting Fournette going a little bit on the ground, and then, you know, they realized, oh, we we now have a guy we can throw underneath to, and the other two guys, Godwin and Evans, both were ended up going over the middle in shorter routes, which is why they both got banged up. Mm-hmm. 
oh, now we can stretch the field. Now Tom Brady looks like a stud. Now, to, oh, look, look, he's still got the deep ball. He's still got the deep ball. Yeah, when you take your shot once or twice a game, sure. But that's his been his MO his whole career. Right. Why? Because he's a goddamn system quarterback. Don't don't hold back the Tom Brady. Really I can't. I'd get in trouble. The FCC would be hunting me down. Oh, okay. Well, that's Eminem, Eminem said it once. The FCC won't let me be, so let me be me and let me see. <laughs> Circa 1999. <laughs> so I mean, that's I don't know. It, it just frustrates me because, and again, he is very, very good. It's he's also been part of a very, very good system for a very long time. And then he left and went to probably the most talented team he's ever played on. The most offensively stacked team in the NFL. And he did okay. If he left and went to Jacksonville and made the Super Bowl, I would be more impressed. Yeah, I would. Listen, if he went to a team. But he didn't. Like, if he goes to Miami, if he goes to the Jets, if he goes to, I mean, there's a handful of other teams that he goes to and he he does the same thing. I'm like, you know what? He really is. And I would give him every prop on the planet. I give him the props for being 43 and still doing it because most dudes hit 40 and their arm turns into a wet noodle. But at the same time, I'm sitting here saying, you know, it helps when the team around you, and, and that defense is no slouch. The defense has been very good. Like they have a down game every seven games. Right, but for most of the season, had been very, very good. Like they, what they, they had a down. Like they, they had down games the way the Saints' defense had down games. Like right. where Jalen Hurts shreds you, but nobody else came close to doing that against you all year. Yep. Like I mean, they came against the Saints. It's like thirty-eight to three. Yeah. It's not not good. It was no. No bueno game for their defense. Right, and I that's Tyree Kill had three touchdowns in the first half. The last time they played, yeah, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna try to not let that happen again. You, you would hope. <laughs> they learn from their mistakes. You know, and, and that's the and that's the other side of the coin here is the Chiefs are ungodly talented on offense, mm-hmm. and again, maybe a little underrated defensively. I think they have I think they had a they have good defensive game plans. It's just whether or not they can execute. Right. Um, do I think they deserve to be twenty eighth? No. Do I think they're higher than twentieth? Also, no. Right. It's just a little bit better than they might appear. You know, and I mean, if they can live in the backfield against Brady the way they did against us, they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, is it going to be easier to guard Evans, Godwin, Brown, and Miller? Is it going to be easier to guard them than it was to guard Diggs, who I think is better than anybody on that team? Right. Brown, who has been hobbled half the year. Beasley, who, who we found out leg? was playing yeah, on a broken right. leg. Like, no, it's going to be tougher to guard those guys because a they're healthy, right? And b they're healthy, right? Like if, if I'm ranking all the offensive players on the Bucks and the Bills, we might have number one. They have, they have two, two, three, three four, and four. Five, right? <laughs> they, I mean, they definitely have two, three, and four. I, and I would, I would, I can't say that the running backs are better than, than ours because we're not a running football team. We're not built to run. Our line's right. not built to block for to run. Theirs is. It's it's a different style of play, so I, I won't give them that. But I will give them that two, three, and four would be a buck, a buck, and a buck, and like, and that's not because that's not taking anything away from a healthy Beasley and a healthy Brown because I think it's a very, very close right four and five or you know five and six. But I think number one is far and away, and then two through six are very close and muddled together, mm-hmm. and you know it depends on health, depends on mental health with one of them, and so on and so forth. Like it's just. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup, and I, as much as the we like when we saw this going in, when you know the Patriots played the Rams, and you're like, oh my god, this offensive juggernaut is coming to town, and they scored three goddamn points. 
I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I, I neither do I. It's it's one of those things where I think a lot of people look at the first time that they played. They went, oh, man, you know, Tyreek Hill lit them up. He had three touchdowns in the first at 200 yards or something ridiculous. Oh, so the Chiefs blew them out, right? No, they won 27-24. Okay, then, right? That's, that, right? that's really what I'm paying attention to there is that they got kicked in the teeth hard in the first quarter and first half of that game, and the Chiefs needed a field goal in order to win. Yep. And, I mean, that's that, that's what's going to be interesting to me is can these two teams keep either it, – it, it, it's going to be one of two ways. It's either going to be catch me if you can, right? Which favors the Chiefs, in my opinion. Correct. I mean, they have a player named Cheetah. That's got to be it, right? I mean, I mean, oh, they also have the best pass catching tight end ever, ever, ever. I think Gronk could have been Kelsey if he had Kelsey's durability. Yes. So I think there's something to be said for that, but he doesn't. So it's Kelsey. I'm gonna let that go. Um, yeah. So I mean. I think Kittle is maybe the best overall because I believe I think he blocks better than Kelsey and is just as good pass catching. He also has been having durability issues. Correct. And you know the it's best the best ability is availability. By, it, well, it's tough to get mauled by defensive linemen and get ran into full speed by linebackers or blitzing. You know what I mean? Like tight ends get beat on. And I mean, we heard for an entire game when the Bills played the Chiefs. You got to get somebody. You know, got to put a defensive lineman on him to to, to hit him and slow him down. They line him up out wide. He's right. not like they split him off the off the line. He plays like he doesn't play a traditional tight end role. He is a tight end who lines up in the slot. Who like he's he plays the position that Gronk played when Gronk was young and healthy. Right at 23, 24 years old when he was catching 18, 19 touchdowns a season. Right, like that's that's what he's doing, and it. I don't know. I'm, it he's tough to slow down. So I think if they play a catch me if you can style of offense, it very much heavily favors the Chiefs. If it becomes a defensive chess match, I'm calling advantage Brady because the man's been winning those his whole career with or without Belichick. Yep. So far with Belichick, we'll see if he can win one without him. I mean, it's. And I know you haven't asked me for my pick yet, but I mean, I. I oh no! That that we're we're at fifty seven minutes. So uh, shoot me a pick and a score there, big shooter. I mean, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks. It's I feel like just conventional wisdom and stats say don't bet against Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. Uh, that's just what happens. Um, and I think it's really more than that. It's exceptionally hard to repeat. It's only happened a small handful of times in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the Pats early on in Tom Brady's career repeated, and that was almost 20 years ago. And before that, like, Denver did it to end John Elway's career in the 90s. Um, but, I mean, it does not happen very often. It's incredibly hard to do. So that's why I'm going to go with the Bucs. Um, I'm going to say we're going to have, I mean, championship games in the playoffs, they were all low scoring. Nothing has been a blowout thus far. So I'm going to say it's going to be very similar to what they had the first time around. Where we're going to get like a 31-24 Bucks. We're going to get something like that. I think it's probably going to really wind up. Like you said, I just think uh, the formula to beat Tom Brady is to get pressure on him and, and get him off his game. Uh, when the Giants beat him twice, uh, they, they had that Justin Tuck, OCU Minora, Strahan, like those guys were all over the field, and they had that NASCAR defense. They did very well. Um, and then the last time when he lost to Nick Foles, of all people, and the Eagles, uh, the Eagles' defense didn't stop him. There's only one punt the whole game. The only time Tom Brady didn't score on a drive in the entire game was the strip sack at the very end of the game. Right. 
That was the only turnover of the entire time. Foles scored on every possession. Tom Brady scored on every possession but one. And that's how the game ended, and it was like 50 to 48 or something stupid like that. It was a huge scoring game. So to answer your question, uh, the Patriots with Tom Brady were one of seven franchises that have won consecutive Super Bowls. The Steelers have done it twice in 75 and 76, then again in 79 and 80. And the Packers, the Dolphins, the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Broncos have also won back-to-back championships. When, when were those? Did it say? It doesn't say. No. Um, but I, I mentioned uh, the Steelers well, the, they, the, 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 Cow- the Cowboys were in the 90s. They did it against the Bills. Right. Um, the Niners, I believe, were probably right before that. Right, right yeah, before the Bills run. Yeah, yep. uh, the Dolphins were dialing up the Wayback Machine. Right, it could be the seventy-two. Kiers and probably the Packers were back then too. Yeah, well, they won the first two Super Bowls. So there you go. So there you go, Lombardi. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's. So it's not that it never happens. It but just like, doesn't happen much. Right. So I mean, there was a period there where it happened a couple of times in the same decade, but now it hasn't happened in almost twenty years. So some people out there say might say they're due, but I don't know. My money's still in the bucks. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go the other way with it. I uh, I know it's incredibly hard to do um, if they if it if it wasn't for D Ford lining up offsides, they'd be going for their third, I believe. Right. Um, Seriously. So I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know what, that team is clicking on another level. Uh, they seem to have been tripped up a little bit in the regular at the end of the regular season, but I think they have kind of honed it in and. Figured it out. Obviously, a, a little bit of a break there helped. Um, you know, a little warm up game against the against the Browns, and then obviously a very good and complete game against the Bills. I think we're going to see a repeat champion here, and I think it's going to be because they're going to they're going to come out, they're going to get the ball, they're going to score first, and it's going to be catch me if you can. And that does not play well to Tom Brady's style of football. So, I'm calling a 35-28. No field goal game in favor of the Chiefs. And I'm going to sit here and say the Bills are the second best team in football. <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night. I, I'm going to sleep super sound with that take. <laughs> so thanks for showing up, buddy. I'm sorry you took the uh, took the long haul from Niagara Falls. We could have done this over a Zoom call, but I always love seeing you and talking in person. It's a lot more fun to wear the headphones and put the microphones in front of our face. So. Yeah, buddy. In this time of uh, COVID, it's nice to see somebody every now. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to have human contact. And we are socially distanced, Como. There's a whole table in, in between us. And it's at least a six-foot table, and we're sitting back on our chairs. So uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, uh, check out every other podcast on the planet on the BICBP Radio Network. And thanks for tuning in. We will catch you next week when we will recap the Super Bowl and uh, if I can get anybody else to show up. And uh, we will probably talk about hats, hats, and stats being on ice again. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom sublimated uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at StingerWoodBats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP of the CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great.